Broadcasting from the center of the universe and the Thrive15.com world headquarters, it's the Thrive Time Show. Thrive Nation, today's show is not brought to you by the good folks at Dayquil, although it could be because I've drank <laughs> almost three a bottles case. today. A full uh, case. A full case. I, I go, went in there looking for a six-pack. and uh, Sir, we don't sell them like that. <laughs> now, Thrive Nation, we're breaking down the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was re-gifted. It was given to me. Uh, re-gifted to me. It was a gift that was given to me by a guy in our office named Jonathan Kelly. And now, hold book, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You, 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 you uh, accidentally impugned our good friend Jonathan. He did not re-gift this book. Well, the book was obviously given to somebody or was purchased by somebody in 1945. Okay, and I guess you got me on a technology. It was signed by Napoleon Hill himself with a blue pen. I've seen the blue and pen. And then John purchased it and gave it to me. That is true. That so, is true. Very exciting, very exciting very book. Awesome. And so I want to ask you two guys when we have you on the show, did you guys have a Christmas gift that you gave? I want to hear the best gift you gave this year. Oh. And I want to hear the best gift that you received. Okay. I want to hear the best gift that you gave. And the best gift that you receive this year, because really, it's better to give to receive, unless we're talking about our presents, right? Hey, oh, all right, all right. No, seriously. Um, okay, so I got this. Down. I got yeah, this. Got? I'll what jump in. This may not seem like a really awesome gift, but it was because what happened. So, uh, a little, just like a bedside clock. My wife found this this green clock. I don't understand. Oh, it sounds incredible. It, I've always wanted a green it was bedside just clock. She's like, oh my god, yes, this is the this is the cutest clock I've ever seen. The thing is, she did this in September, Clay. What? She, she mentioned this clock in September, mm. and she didn't mention it again, but I remembered. I wrote it down, and I bought that clock so that I could then give it to her on Christmas, and she was so appreciative because I paid attention. Just, Bam! Just, you. just the big thing. So didn't have to be something big. It was just something that she had pet mentioned, and that I was, you know, we were having a good conversation, and I remembered it, and maybe that's not my strong suit as a man bear pig. So uh, she was happy for me for that, and she got me one of these little baby chimeneas like you have in the, in the really? box here. Yes. Oh. And I already got in trouble, if you want to know. Yes. I already got in trouble for starting it in the fireplace. You did? Yeah, it didn't work. It, oh. it was filling the house up with smoke. <laughs> so you, so you, you got a chimney. I got a baby chimney, a mini chimney, and you gave a green clock. Yeah. Okay, this is impressive. Now let me ask you: this. Before you gave her the gift, yeah, how many kids did you have? One. Do you have any more kids in the way? Well, I don't know yet. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> still pretty close to Christmas. Kind of weird, kind of weird thing to ask you right now. But I just was curious. It is a magical clock. We'll just say. Okay, that. all right. Well, okay. Turn a little bit red there. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I just, I just, some people that clock is what gets the you know the, the pheromones going. Mm -hmm. It's what gets yeah, the, it gets the mojo. Some people that's a, that's a thing. That's was, what they do. Some people go to Victoria's camera in the clock. Right. <laughs> some people go to Victoria's Secret. Some people go to the clock store. Yeah, you know, different strokes for different folks. Clay, that's absolutely that is that was. You know what they say. That is true. Now, Wes Carter, we move on. He, he always try. Eric always tries to take the show down to the, the gutter. I try to focus on <laughs> high level things, uh, like you know, growing a business, having success. And he's always talking about you know getting, on, getting on with his wife. <laughs> and I'm just like, why would you do that? So okay. So uh, anyway, we're moving on. So okay, okay. All right. So uh, Wes, what was the best gift that you gave your wife, and the best gift that you received? 
Oh wow! So he went. He went the old gift card route. He's like, "Well, no, we all make the same money anyway." My wife and I don't really do many gifts for each other. So you just passed each other each other's wallets. We spend money on the kids, and you know, I got her some golf outfits and golf. Yeah, some you know some. What's a golf outfit? He's like a skort. Eh, you know, like some some pants and some shirts and some golf outfits. Really? Looks cute in them, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe okay. that was for me more than her, but... Really? Um, nice, nice. No, she wears them, right? That's yeah. Like, okay. Uh, okay. Some Rodan Fields. I don't even know what it was. I just know it was really expensive, and I called yeah, her Your skin said, is looking good. She gave you Rodan Fields? Yeah, well, that was for her. Yeah. Oh, 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 well... <laughs> Well, your skin looks good regardless. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I'm a weak gift giver for, really? for the family. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, guys. This year, I dominated. Oh, let him one up everybody. I'm serious. This year, it was a deal where I, and then I, I, my favorite gift that I received now was I got a bag of cats for my wife. He did get a bag. She gave me a bag, (laughs) and in the bag were three kittens. They're pretty cute. There you go. And so I now have a bag of cats. I mean, literally, the cats are out of the bag. That—that's what happened. They literally came out of the bag. (laughs) It was an awesome thing, and I—I just I can't tell. Once they come out of the bag, they don't go back in the bag. That's just—that's how it works. This is very true. Which is a a great great chance for us to segue back to page fifty-one of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, where he's talking in the book Think and Grow Rich, the timeless self-help book. He says, "There's a difference between wishing." For a thing and being ready to receive it. No one is ready for a thing until he believes he can acquire it. The state of mind must be belief, not mere wish or hope. Open mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, and belief. He goes on to say, I bargained with life for a penny, and life would pay me no more. However, I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is just is a just employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages, why, you must bear the task. I worked for a menial's hire, only to learn dismayed that at any wage I asked of life, life would have willingly paid. Oh, Napoleon, he's like a, he's like a rapper. He's that an early is, rapper. That's something. So this is what this is the, the takeaway, and this is what I learned at this point in my life when I read this, was I was only focusing on DJing for clubs. And turns out, Chubb, have you been to a club? It has been a really long time. Okay, so like yesterday when you went to the club. Well, it was uh, it was the, the week last week. No, but seriously, well, you're you're you just probably you know what a decade a decade no, ago, fifteen yeah. years ago, yeah, fourteen years probably, fourteen years ago. So you're going to the club. Can you explain to me what happens at a club for those of the listeners? We have a lot of listeners out there, high virtues, great people. Can you kind of explain? Because a lot of us don't know the dark world of the clubs. I say a lot of us. I DJed at the club, so you I was led like that shindig. I was like the the pharaoh of the Egyptian Follow pagan me. army here. <laughs> did you have like, do you have like a specific technique to swing your glow stick? Did you have the glow sticks? I did not do glow. St- I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There was just when I would DJ, I would DJ at the club, and I would come home back to my dorm room, dorm dorm room at ORU, and I would just think to myself. I need to. It wasn't. It was. It's not a Catholic school, you know. Right. But I thought I need to find somebody to confess to tonight because I need to be able to sleep well, 
before I get ready for tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> so on that on that vein, yeah, uh, what happens at those clubs is there's a lot of people drinking alcohol and there's a lot of music and a lot of people just kind of getting close to each other. Right. And so what happens is is that I just thought that's what, what my world was. Now, now on a funny kind of a funny uh, twist of events, I got a gig at the Yucatan liquor stand. Now, Wes, are you familiar with the Yucatan liquor stand? Is that the one right outside the airport in Mexico when you land in Cancun? No, this was, with that one. That's <laughs> this was. Do you remember when we're in Target? Used to be at Seventy First and Memorial in Tulsa. There was a Target right there. Vaguely, oh my gosh. yes. Well, right there, it's kind of by Doctor Zellner, Doctor Robert yeah. Zellner yeah. Associates. There is a, a Target right there. There used to be. Now it's a sun, a, a sunshine furniture. Ah, you could go yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. And so in front of that, there was a kind of a like a like a Jiffy Lube. Okay. But I mean, I guess, I guess now it's kind of a jiffy lube. But back in the day, it was the Yucatan liquor stand. And so what they did was they brought in, I'm sure, the cheapest sand they could find from like a, a lake okay. or something. And then they had you know false palm trees up there, and they had like kind of a tiki village motif. Okay. And they had thirsty Thursdays, and I smashed them. Oh my! So I got a chance to DJ there, and I said, "Well, what's my quest? What do you want me to do tonight?" And the guy goes. Just show up, bring a lot of bass, play a lot of music. And the thing is, we do Thirsty Thursdays where it's a dollar long neck. So it's a dollar for any long neck drinks. It's a long neck, long neck beer. Yes. You know, and, and then um, also we have a volleyball tournament. And if you can kind of get people to sign up, I mean, that's, that's, that's what we need. Because it, it fuels more beverages that are mixed drinks, which we charge more for. You know? I'm like, I got this game. What happens is, is that people start to form like a playoff system. Now, those of you who are who follow like college, uh, the the college basketball bracket, the brackets, yeah, you have a bracket, and over as each team wins, the bracket gets smaller. Obviously, it's a playoff system, right? And what happens is, I'm trying to convince people who've never worked out ever. I mean, these people haven't played any sport in at least thirty years, twenty they're just years, dying, <laughs> and they're there like hammered off of margaritas. I'm trying to convince them to sign up for the volleyball tournament on a Thursday. On a Thursday, yeah. <laughs> so the kind of people that are blitzed at eight p.m. on a Thursday in the parking lot, for all intents and purposes, of a of a Target, they're not necessarily like they don't have volleyball bodies. They're not like uh... they're not the cream of the crop. <laughs> no offense to you guys listening who are Yucatan liquor stand uh, big yeah, we fans. We love you. And so I would get them to sign up, and so I'd have like you know crafty names like 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 we're gonna have the coconuts. Playing the palm trees, uh, coming up here at 8 o'clock, the coconuts versus the palm trees. How many people here are big fans of the coconuts? And everyone cheers. How many people here are huge fans of the palm trees? Yeah, okay. And then you'd have a team, but a guy would come out there who definitely just showed up, and he definitely did not sign up, and he's not on a team, and he's hammered, and he wants to get on the team with all the ladies. Of course he does, yeah. And so you have to try to negotiate with him, like, hey, buddy, you're not actually on a team. And he's like... Right, I, I don't. What? And like, forget it. You're on a team. You're on that team. You're on her team. Go get them, buddy. Playing volleyball. And that was my deal. And I would come back to my dorm room and like just feel off. And I got stuck in that cycle of DJ, go to school, repent, go to school, DJ, repent, go to school. Kind of a just just fast, faster and faster. Going to school, DJing, repenting, going to school, DJing, repenting. And pretty soon you're just going and you're stuck in that rut. Can't get out. And I think there's somebody listening to the show right now who's stuck in some kind of rut. Now, Chup, you 
uh, have ran your own business before, and Wes, right. you have consulted with businesses as an attorney. What are some of the ruts that you guys see business owners getting stuck in where they're just stuck in a rut and they can't get out of that cycle of just dysfunction? Wes, you want me to jump in or you got it? Well, let me go quick and then I'll let you finish because you probably have a little more input than I will. I, I think the most common thing I see on the legal side is people get their nose so buried in their day-to-day work that they don't ever look up for big picture items. So growth, advertising, customer satisfaction. They're so worried about getting their menial tasks done every day that the leader who should be the visionary, the leader of the organization, just has their nose to the grind, which you have to do, but sometimes you have to look up and think about big picture too. Absolutely. And what I was going to say builds exactly off of that. What I see a lot with a bunch of um, small business owners and entrepreneurs is what we call the doom loop, where you they basically can't scale what they do. They don't know how to systemize what it is that they do. And so what ends up happening is that actually the better their business does, the worse their life is. Yes. They lose time freedom. They lose time with their family. Um, typically, everybody... This happened with my parents. I, I grew up... My parents had a, uh, their own business my whole life. I poured concrete from the time I was a little kid. But everybody that was a friend or family member of theirs thought they had way more money than they did and way more time freedom than they did. And so they, it's just that that cycle of not being able to systemize and scale and duplicate themselves. I would love to, when we come back from the break, talk about what you just said, something that's profound. It's you the more money you make, if you don't have a system in place, the worse your life gets. Like right. The bigger your company gets, the worse life gets. I'd like to talk about that doom loop. Because I have got some examples for you, and I think there's somebody listening to the show today who feels that that doom loop. You're, you're stuck in that doom it's loop. It's so common. It's so common. We see it all the time, and that's one of the main things we do with our business coach clients. And if you feel like you're in that doom loop, come out to one of our conferences, okay? The Thrive Time Show Conference. It's a two-day, 15-hour workshop. You can get your tickets today for just $99 by going to Thrive Time Show. Dot com. We come back from the break. More about how to get out of that doom loop. It's a Thrive Time Take Show on your radio. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. <laughs> Mark my words That's all that I have Mark my words Give you all I got In every way I will You're the only reason why Oh, I don't wanna live a lie Mark my words Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is The Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to get you into a great financial position. And I and I can just, I can just I'm just telling you that there's got to be somebody out there. There's probably two of you, three, well, there's actually five, six, oh, look, 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 we, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's somebody out there who definitely is stuck in this doom loop. And let me share with you what the doom loop looks like. 
the doom loop is this, and I and I'm just going to rip on myself so you understand it. I'm not going to rip on a, a client or a former client or anybody because we've all gone through this, right? It's so common, like we were saying, it, it happens to everybody. It's not a good thing. So here's what here was, here, here was my cycle, but I thought it was awesome. I DJ'd, I DJ'd, oh, I DJ'd those thirsty Thursdays at the Yucatan liquor stand Thursday. It was awesome, and I would DJ till about two a.m. or three a.m. Because that's when the, that's when it was done. You know, it was when we were done about two a.m. Then they closed the bars in Tulsa at two, but I was taking down right. equipment till like. Three, I think it's two. So it's like two. Yeah. So then I take my equipment down. I get back to my dorm room. I have in my Mazda MPV van, a red maroon uh, Mazda MPV van with 150,000 miles on it. I get paid about $300 to DJ the show. I get in my bed, sneak into my dorm room because I can't be out past curfew. But I had all these moves. I put a little thing in the door so I could get in without setting off the <laughs> alarm. And I had a pillow laid out under the blanket so it looked like I was there, you know sneak in my room and I get in there and I go to bed set my alarm for like you know six three hours after three you know, get up I do my paperwork for the day yeah I go to class and I see on my singular cell phone that was missing the nine I have got that in the office I was missing the nine it's over there in your shoe isn't it, it? it is yeah that's yeah. a shoe that I, would, I would call the leads in between classes and I'd book an event I'd book like the United Airlines holiday party I'd book another Christmas party and then I Friday night I had to go DJ in our show so I DJ in our show I'd go out to like someplace classy like the Sand Springs Community Center or something like that you know so I would their DJ on a Friday DJ until about 11 or midnight you know because the kids you know they gotta shut those things down earlier you know Go back to bed, you know, get up, do my paperwork, do my homework, do my studies, that kind of thing. Get up, you know, go into the cafeteria, have a bagel, you know, try to find Vanessa, you know, trying to check her out. Every time she kind of walks by, I'm always trying to check her out, but not look like I'm checking her out, you know. You're being kinda, cool about it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I was being cool. I was you just thought, straight, you I was thought definitely cool. looking at her derriere the entire time, but then like try, acting like I was trying to get a bagel, like, oh, that was interesting. So then, I, mean, I keep ch chasing my wife around the campus, and then, you know, I keep... Then about noon, I got to get ready for my next DJ show. I go DJ someplace classy like the Sheraton Hotel, rock the party, get applause, get a round of applause, get, get a tip from a wedding or something, go to bed, get up, you know, 4 a.m. or something on a Sunday, do my homework, get ready to go to someplace awesome like the Grand Lake or Keystone Lake or something, DJ, you know, DJ till midnight or something. I lost my voice, sound much like I sound today, you know, but I wasn't sick at the time. I just was just no sleep. I remember going to chapel. I see my wife at Christ Chapel, and she says, you look awful. <laughs> but, but we were dating at the time. Right. And my eyes had black out of my eyes. She goes, you look awful. And I said, you know, they can't compete because they need some sleep. And she said, what? And she goes, I call all my leads. Like, I am on fire. Like, I literally, I will call all my leads. I, I seriously, I booked every single lead I'm getting off my yellow pages. Like, every lead. Like, I'm 100%. And I scaled that out, you know? Yeah. And so pretty soon, there was like, at least, Vanessa could correct me, but I think like 20 men working out of my house. And they're all in my house. And I'm just booking everything. And I'm like, can't compete because I need some sleep. Boom. You know, and I'm just like, bam. And then money's coming in. And we're just selling stuff. And then eventually, I don't know when it happened, but I think it occurred to me, like, I'm a bad husband. 
Did she tell you this? Not yet. Oh, she hadn't told you. She yet. waited for <laughs> she waited for our son to be blind, and okay. then that's when it's sort of like the filter left. The cards are getting put on the table. But I mean, Chup, you grew up with that a little bit too, and I like drip on myself because I find like an ample example of what you should not do. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you changed out that story uh, from DJing to you know bidding and doing concrete work, that was basically what I watched my father go through. So, I mean, so same same thing. It's like the busier he got, the more he had to do because he didn't know how to hire consistently and train consistently to uh, have a players on his team that had his back that would be responsible for getting things done when he wasn't there. Because uh, unfortunately, uh, as in with most industries, if you leave your all the employees without any accountability or supervision, they're not going to do the things that need to get done. Otherwise, they wouldn't be employees. They would be managers or business owners themselves. Now, Wes, I was talking about you in our meeting. Um, I believe it was our Tuesday meeting. So hopefully your ears were tickling. Oh yeah. I don't know but why you're bringing up his, cal- his calves again. That's uh, well, no. This is I was talking to about Wes and uh, Chup. I think you were present, so you could probably verify okay. this. Okay. But was I not saying that people want an attorney who's fast? Oh yeah, we did talk about this. And I said, if you want an attorney who's fast, he probably has no clients. Therefore, he's going to be cheap, which means he probably sucks. <laughs> right. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. And I said, so Wes is going to get stuff done right, but it's going to take some time. And so, Wes, as an attorney, you know those attorneys who get in the doom loop of, res- of promising everything super fast. And maybe you, when you were starting your career, did that. I don't know. I'm just asking. I mean, I did. And, and, and a couple of things. One, you end up taking on, on more than you should. That's, and two, yeah. when you work fast, you make mistakes. Oh, that took so big. Both of those points. And, but, and when you're doing, you know contracts worth millions of dollars mistakes aren't a good thing no that's that's probably a good way to get a bad reputation yeah taking your time um doing it correctly uh, but trying to also manage expectations you don't want to promise someone you'll get it to them tomorrow and then not deliver you have to say yeah i'd love to do that for you it's probably going to be you know into next week when I get that to you. Right, and then you want to have that that idea of what do you, what do you call it? O- under promising and over delivering. Right? right. So hey, you may you know you may be able to get it to them on Tuesday or Wednesday, but hey, it's going to be the end of next week. I'm really going to crush they're this happy. thing out. It only took a week. Then they're, ex- to then get they're there. ecstatic. <laughs> it's three days early. Woohoo! And when we come back, what I want to do is I want to flip the script, and oh. I want to focus on just just your your family, just your your personal side of of life, because so many people are are feel this false pressure to um, do this work at this insane pace because they need to always get the bigger house, the more stuff, the bigger the car, the bigger the stuff, the bigger, faster, bigger, faster. But when we come back, I'm going to talk about my tips for a three-day work week. And I love to grind, okay, because of psychological problems, I'm sure. But I'm just talking about if you if you could do a, th- a three day work week, how would you do it? Because I, I, w- I really I really do. My hope for this new year for you, the listeners, for you to be able to change your life and for you to be able to have a life changing experience. And I and I and if we start with the polarity, the concept of having a three day work week. That's probably extreme enough of a thought to get you to get out of that mental rut that you've been in. We want to get you out of that doom loop as a business owner. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Rock on. How you doing, Miss? 
My name is Hell, I'm from Queens. I heard about your man, he like the late Sugar Green. Don't shake up on a mosquito with Donna jeans, but he slipped up. He threw his rock to a fiend. He be playing like a willy, cause he dressed shit up. Never knowing that his woman is in need of love. He got Versace, gold links, stomach chains with rocks. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, and I am hopped up on some Dayquil. So look out. I am super excited to get you into a great financial position, but I can't do it unless you care about your own life. Unless you really do care about your own life, I can't, I can't help you. And I, and I don't know how to encourage you other than I'm just going to, I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm going to try, but I just want you to understand that very few people on the planet really do care about your life other than you. So let's let's just let's play this out for a second cuz I want you to know what not to do and you can use my life as an example and hopefully this helps you. Um when I was building my DJ business, there was no doubt that I was going to build DJ Connection to be the most successful DJ company. And because I was willing to do anything to get it. You're the Kool-Aid man. Anything. I mean, I would I would literally do anything. I, there was not a show out there I wouldn't do. There wasn't a schedule I wouldn't work. There wasn't a cold call I wouldn't make. If it was legal, I would do it. And that attitude that they teach in Think and Grow Rich is the attitude that I had. And I love Napoleon Hill, the author. I love the book. I love him. I love the, the, the whole thing. I love the whole deal. But look up his personal life. Just look it up. Look it up. In my mind, I don't know what, what value is your business life if your personal life screwed up. I mean, look it up. I mean, uh, Steve Jobs. I mean, Steve Jobs. I mean, gosh, just awesome, right? Steve Jobs, Apple. I Elon mean, Musk. P Pixar. I mean, great. Tesla. You know, Steve Jobs named his daughter Lisa. Then he denied that he was her dad. And he refused to acknowledge the physical reality that he was her father he, he he denied that he was her biological father he denied that you can look it up I mean, it's crazy it's his, it's in his book he talks about it he denied that that she was his daughter for the longest time it's weird but he felt bad about it obviously so out of all the names in the world he could have named his big computer he calls it the lisa you're like uh cognitive dissonance much i mean you're in the <laughs> office and he's like here we're gonna name our computer Lisa. And everyone knows that there's a girl who keeps, who's a young girl, eight-year-old girl, keeps calling, saying, hey, is my dad there? And he's like, I don't have a daughter. Nine-year-old girl, 10 year this is a true story. Can you imagine what it's like to be somebody who works in an office for a man who has an eight-year-old and nine-year-old daughter calling, and he totally denies that she even exists. And then he names the computer after her. And then years later, he's like, yeah, she was my daughter. I wonder if when he like announced he was naming the computer Lisa, if he was like sobbing, we're gonna name the computer Lisa. I mean, or or Carl Malone. Carl Malone's one of my favorite basketball players. The Jazz. I love Carl Malone. Yeah, he's Jax. He's huge. He's awesome. But Carl Malone's daughter, I watched an interview with her talking about what it's like to be the daughter of Carl Malone and what it's like to did not have your dad deny that you're even his daughter until you make it to the WNBA. And like I think about that. I think about uh, Elon Musk, who's been who divorced the same lady twice. Uh, I think about. I just think about like 
Why? Like, what was the point? And so I would like to help you think and grow rich with your marriage. Think and grow rich with your life. Think and grow rich with your... And so I'm just going to tell you, Clay 2.0. After selling the DJ business, I kind of got to a place in my life where I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have like weird principles and then I'm going to just live by those principles. So one of my principles I have, and I again, I, I'm not perfect, but I, I can say I'm, I'm affair free so far. Um, but one of my moves is I just don't meet alone with women. Because I was reading a, a Billy Graham book and I remember hearing that and he's like, you shouldn't meet alone with women, you know, if you're married. And I'm like, that's his move. And, and Wes, you, you were, have you heard that move, the, the Billy Graham move? Many times, yes. He just will not be alone with a woman in the physical presence. So it has to be like in an open area. So my offices, they're always like open. So it's like, it's like I can't happen. And there's been a few times throughout my career, like two, three, where I like screw up, you know, where it's like all of a sudden I find myself in alone with a woman. I'm like, oh, oh get out of here. Oh, you know, and it's like, I, and I just, I want to encourage everybody this year. Think about the boundaries that you need to set to have a great personal life. So, Chip, I'm going to start with you. And I'm not saying you're perfect or you're a marriage counselor, but you are a business coach. And I just want you to right. think about it kind of. And, Wes, I want to get your take on this. There's always another sales call. There's always another deal. How do you set boundaries on the hours that you're going to work? This is a challenge. Now, Chep, you work with me, so it's kind of a weird weird dynamic. But right. work with me. how do you set boundaries? Because I, I know for me, I was definitely willing to go like, 90 right. hours a week, 100 hours a week. How do you set boundaries on the hours that you're willing to work? Because you could do, I mean, you could work here every hour of the day. And I think if you weren't married, you probably would. We, we try. Right. So <laughs> how do you do it? Um, well, for me, I would say that it's less a thing, because uh, since I've worked with you, Clay, I've told you that I'm bought in. I love the whole idea, everything that you're doing. It's something that if this, if I would have known about this, if you would have been around back in the 80s when my parents started their company, it would have changed their life. It would have changed my life. Everything would have been different. So I told you that I'm fully bought in, and I, I, my advice would be that I had this conversation with my wife. Hey, I'm starting a new job. I'm going to be putting in a lot of hours, but we're going to be growing towards something. There's major opportunities at this place. So she knew what I was signing up for. And she was okay with me basically saying, let's, you go do some crazy hours, do whatever you need to do. And that's how I was able to get to the position I'm at today. Right. So your wife was able to support that dream. Right, right. And, and the, the point I'm making is I had the, the brain power, whatever you want to call it, to know to have that conversation when I was thinking about taking the job up here, right? right. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, just a quick backstory. Hey, what you do is cool. I don't know. I'd like to do that. But you hadn't scaled the system yet. Right. So I had to spend a year in the trenches, cold calling, uh, learning video, learning drone, learning how to do SEO optimization, learning how to do different reports. I mean, just shadowing you for a long time, taking notes, public typing. And so we had some really weird hours. And those hours kind of continue on. Sometimes we'll get together and do some crazy overnight projects. Right. You know what I mean? Just because stuff needs to get done when you're running a business. And so for me, it was all about communication and setting those expectations with my wife and the fact that she's an awesome partner and, and that our, both of our stated goal is for me to get to a place in my career where she doesn't have to work and she's on board with that. So we're just going to keep cruising. Well, I'd say what it's kind of a legal tip, kind of a financial planning tip, just kind of a life tip. If you want to keep your net worth intact, you you know, if you can stay married, do it. And cheaper so, to keep her. Cheaper Ooh. to go. <laughs> so we come back. That was Wes Carter, Tulsa's number one legal eagle. When we come back, I want Wes to, to break down some of his boundaries. Are we perfect? No. But we're just giving you some tips we've learned throughout the years to have a healthy marriage. Because we talk a lot about how to grow a healthy business. But how do you grow a healthy 
marriage. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, and I'm hoping hoping that I can introduce you to a new you 2.0. Wow. Stay tuned. Saying it seems so jaded. Every place I go, it feels so jaded. There's people all around, but I'm all alone. The clock in my head won't stop ticking, ticking. Phone in my hand rings all day long. I've been in LA almost five months now. I try to pretend that it feels like home. Oh, oh, maybe I flew too Back to the Business Coach Radio Show that taught Yoda the Force. Just a young girl. The quick fuse, I was uptight, wanna let loose, I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follower, fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer, take a number, I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio or your podcast download. Now, Eric Jump, many people um, have tuned into this show for the first time in the last week or so in the new year. They're kind of looking for some new stations, some new programming, and they found our show, mm-hmm. and, I, and they've kind of heard rumors that they can get free tickets to our next in-person two-day Workshop. Rumor so has it. Before I let you tell the listeners the secret move to get the free tickets, you got you got to do this though. This is a kind of a sense of urgency here. We got to do this before February the first. So you've got a month to get this done here. Right. Before I let you tell the listeners how to do it, can, Wes, can you explain? You ran into somebody who's attended one of our workshops. Uh, on the phone today, I was talking to a client of mine that I had not talked to in a while, and. He mentioned, hey, I heard you on the Thrive Time show. And I was like, hey, that's that's cool. And uh, we started chatting about it. And he mentioned he'd gone to a conference. And I said, well, because I'd known this guy before, I said, well, I want you to be honest with me. What did you think about oh, the conference? Oh, boy, here it comes. And uh, I thought he would you know, have this kind of middling opinion. And he jumped right in and said it changed his life. That's right, it did. Really? Yes. He said, and I, I, I was like, are, are you sure? And he's, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he was, he, he was gung-ho. He was... He said it just changed his life. He's actually making a change right now where he's leaving being an employee to pursue full-time what he's been doing on the side, which is software coding. And, uh, I mean, literally, it changed his life. He's taking steps to go back to doing what he really wants to do, what his dream is. Ah, oh, it's so awesome. That's a win That's for the so Thrive Nation. Awesome. A win for the Thrive Nation. Nation. There it is. Now here, here is the here is the thing, Chuck. Some people say I, I'm willing to spend the ninety nine dollars. I want to I want to just buy the tickets. It's great. Some people say, you know what? I, I want to buy a, a you know ticket. Yeah, I, I could. But, but I mean, if I, I could, could use save hand some up, money, right? I mean, <laughs> if I could, you know, I mean, I'm a saver. I'm a coupon you know cutter. I'm a yeah. guy that wants to say I'm a, I'm a prudent guy. I'm a frugal guy. I I try to be uh, a good steward of my resources. Right. You know? so right. How can how can those people? Get the free ticket. So you, you stewards of your resources out there, if you will Google Thrive Time Show 
uh, and I in the word iTunes, or you can actually look it up on your podcast player on your iPhone or on Stitcher. You're all, giving all me a lot of. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat them. I'm going to repeat them. You're giving me a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm going to do it right now. Them. I'm going to okay. try to follow along. Okay. Here we go. All right. So uh, Google Thrive Time Show in the word iTunes. Thrive Time Show in the word iTunes. I'm doing it right now. All right. Now. I'm watching him. He's doing it. Okay. okay. And then there's going to be a, a link that is the Thrive Time link to the Apple Store. I'm clicking it right now. iTunes.apple.com. Okay. All right. Right then. And then you're going to have to click a blue button that says View in iTunes. I'm seeing 360. 69 reviews right now. Oh, that's more than it was earlier. It was 368 earlier. Oh, wow. So there's one book. Okay. Somebody's getting oh, some free wow. tickets. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> so there's a view in iTunes button. It's blue. So you want to click that and I'm, it's going to open up iTunes. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I click it and it pops up. Now, and I want to open it. Pops up. And then what you're going to see there is an option to subscribe to the podcast. And so I do want to subscribe, want well, especially to subscribe. because I'm, we're creating the show right now. I probably want to so, subscribe. I mean, okay, so. so you subscribe, and yeah. then there's going to be a little tag to the right that says rate and review. Rate and review, okay, yeah. So yeah. you click on that, click the stars, leave us an objective review. Let us know if there's some things that you've really enjoyed, some things you'd like to hear more of, just any improvement. We want to get 2% better every day. So uh, leave us an objective review, and then a screenshot or somehow get proof of that review to us. Email it to info at thrive15.com, info at thrive15.com with your contact info, your name and phone number. And we're going to get you two $99 tickets for free plus, plus Clay Clark's book, Thrive. It's an awesome read. So Ooh. you're going to get $220 value for free just by leaving us an objective review. Let us know what you think about the show. And we'll give you an unsigned copy so it adds value. That's the best way. Uh, all right, now. Okay, so so Wes, I want to ask you this question. I want to ask Chuck this question, and I'm going to ask myself this question. Oh, wow. So I, this is the thing is we talk about business all the time, how to grow a business. Yes. But as it relates to boundaries, with your marriage at the workplace, how, how what are some boundaries that you are principled about in your schedule, in your life? Just how, how do you do it? Well, I, it's more things I consciously have to work on than I would say boundaries. Okay. And the, so I like you married an angel, and she is very understanding that my phone is constantly going off at the middle of the night during dinner. Uh, clients are emailing, calling, texting all the time. And right. so she she takes care of everything. She would take care of everything if I let her. And I have to take a conscious effort not to take advantage of that. So I have to do my part, even though I have a wife who would totally step in and do whatever she had to do to, to take care of me and my family That's a good point. and my house. She, she would do it. Right, and I have to not take advantage of that. Let not, her not should, rest yeah. on my laurels. Right, when you know, stretch that workday into an extra hour, or you know, take advantage of that. And so the second thing is, I have to be careful. One of my flaws is try not to feel entitled that since I'm working so hard that my family owes me something or that I should be treated special or that she's not there working just as hard. That's awesome, man. And uh, I think those are the two things that, you know, you just have to I, – I keep in the forefront of my mind because I know myself and I can kind of rest into it and, oh, that's nice, but I worked all day and, you know. Well, that's I, forward thinking of you because you know that that if you, you let yourself be taken advantage of that situation, that leads to resentment and that's just a bad road to go down. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's – it's still probably greedy motivation because if I do those things, <laughs> she'll leave me. It, well, it, I mean, it, it turns into bad bitterness, right. anger later on down yeah. the road. But those are the two things I have. Don't take advantage of the situation just because you have someone that's going to help and will do anything to help you. And don't feel entitled just because you're working hard. Your family's pitching in, doing their part too. Right. Uh, one thing I wanted to pitch in on this and pile on with the the boundaries is: let's say you are growing a business and you do have. 
20 hours of work to do a day. You do have 18 hours. You got to do that stuff. So whenever I find myself in those situations, I sacrifice uh, by, or I set boundaries, I should say, by going home at the time I know I can spend time with my wife and daughter. So don't work until seven when I could go home at five and then come back at nine and finish a few things up. Or, you know, go home, at, go home at five and then try to hit the sack early when my daughter does. We'll all try to get in bed by eight or nine. Then you can get up before everybody else and do those things. But don't be that person that just, I'm just going to grind through until 9 p.m. every day and miss out on your entire family. The kids growing up and your wife will start holding that against you. And it's a whole bad deal. So if, if you if you don't have time to cut out of your schedule because there's too much to do right now, at least be proactive with that schedule and take care of that stuff while you uh, wouldn't be spending time with your kids and, and wife anyways. I've got three boundaries that I have for my marriage that I've, I've learned over time and, and maybe you say well, these aren't good at all. These are bad tips. But these are to me. These are very good tips. But one one tip I have is I don't tell my wife anything bad that happened at the office, just ever. Yeah. So now if she wants to get into it, I'll be happy to. But it's like, how was your day? And I look through. I sift through the vomit of the day <laughs> for the kernel of corn, and I give her that kernel of corn. That one good thing. That one. Uh, I just because it, I can have a day where it's just absolutely awful. Yeah. They how was it? And I always speak positive things about my day. I will not get into a discussion about the negative things. Second thing I do, it's maybe, again, I, I really, really try to, I'm not good at it, I'm getting better, I try to be sincerely excited to see my kids. I am excited, but I try to look sincerely excited. I see them, within the first 10 seconds, Dad, how are you? I try to go, I'm doing great, I'm excited, ah! how are you guys? Because yeah. I want them to know that I am excited to rush yes. home to them too. I'm not great at it. I'm a, probably a C minus, trending towards a C. 2% better. That's yeah. what you get every day. And the final thing that I am doing this year, and I've been doing the last few years and, and doing more and more, is saying no to the buck to say yes to my wife. And I do that more and more all the time where it's like, I could do a consulting deal to help this new brand grow this big thing that could be awesome. It could change our life. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've got incredible kids who did change my life, and so I'm going to be there for them. Yeah. And so that's that's something I'm getting better at. I'm not perfect at it. I'm probably a C minus, trending towards a C. Getting maybe maybe a B. I hope for a B this year. Sniffing that B. Playing for a year. <laughs> I can smell it. But if you want to improve your life, and at a workshop you can learn four or five little things that can change your life. Just one or two moves that can change your life. They're action items. That's the cool thing about actionable it. training to grow your marketing, your branding, your systems, your your HR, your just every aspect of your business can be totally transformed if you'll just escape from the norm and that monotony. Okay, I just encourage you to. Book your tickets for our next in-person Thrive Time Show workshop today. But if you don't want to book tickets, it's okay. I get it. Um, but there's, we have four ways to help you. One, we have the, the podcasts. They're free to download at thrivetimeshow.com. Two, we have the business coaching, the one-on-one -on -one coaching program. Three, we have the conferences. You said conferences again. Four, we have a video gallery, a video, uh, a video library of thousands and thousands of videos. It's a dollar for your first month. We're here to help you. My name is Clay Clark. You've been listening to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And as always, three, three two, one, boom. boom.